0: Welcome to another episode of Tech Writer Voices. I'm Tom Johnson. And today we are we have a special presentation by Keith Hoffman. Keith is president of the Madison, Wisconsin chapter. And a couple of months ago he gave a presentation on Web 2.0 to the University of Wisconsin. This presentation has a wide kind of variety of content about Web 2.0 he gets into blogs wikis podcasts collaboration sharing sms he really gives a nice survey and overview of all the different technologies that play in web 2.0 it's about 50 minutes and he there is also a video component of of this presentation so if you'd like to see keith interacting with the students as he's giving the presentation definitely check out the video now one little caveat is that you can't actually see the slides if you're watching the video but um, you can definitely uh, see Keith and and get a better visual of what he looks like because I know that's important for a lot of people. Uh, Keith also wrote an article on Web 2.0 and published in the Intercom. It was the feature article I believe of January's issue. I'm not sure. A couple months ago it was a really good article. Uh, Again another survey of Web 2.0, the different technologies that are out there if you have any feedback on this show please let us know you can send an email to Keith his email is on the show notes he also has a blog at twowrites.com and that link is also on the show notes or you can send me an email at tom at techwriter voices dot com alright let's go to the presentation
1: um, a little bit about my background I have a bachelor of science in English with an emphasis on technical writing uh, and I have a minor in web development and design um, Worked at several companies in the state, including Schneider National, Shopco's corporate office in Green Bay, and, and also Burby down here. So, and I've worked on a variety of projects, from training materials, technical documentation, proposal writing—you name it—I've um, been involved in different things there. So, I guess kind of how I wanted to start out is, um, you know, thinking about writing projects, or if somebody wants you to write something new. I guess I'd like to hear from you. You know, how do you approach? Um, you know, when, when somebody asks you to write something new, what's your approach? How do you go about it? it maybe it's a topic you don't know anything about. You know kind of what's your first step for thinking about how you're going to write something? Yeah. Right. And where do you go like to research? Is it mostly internet or Okay. So if you find something relevant uh, to what you're trying to do, do you bookmark it, print it out? Okay. Um, I think that's a pretty common approach. Anybody else? I mean, everybody agree that, you know, they do similar things when they start things out that way. Um, the big the big point, I guess, for me is, you know, really approaching this from a writer is Web 2.0 is changing the way content is created, edited, and reused. Um, I think, you know, the way we used to gather information is good. Um But the examples I'm giving here, uh, these are different wiki programs that that people created. The interesting one to me is at the bottom, uh, Rewiki, what you can actually do with that is put the Ruby on Rails framework, which is just kind of a web development framework. You can put that on a flash drive and then you can install this wiki on that flash drive. And what that allows you to do is when you have this wiki on your flash drive, you don't need an internet connection to be able to research and organize your data. As simple as if you have a random thought, how many times have you been you know, sitting in your car, stuck in traffic, and you have that aha moment where you just wish you had something to get it down on? You know, If you had this on a flash drive in your computer, you could, you could whip that into your wiki. Um, the powerful thing about, about wikis like this, not only are they with you, but they also allow you to take that information and distribute it in any format you want. You don't need to know code. If you wanna throw it in an email, you can. And the program allows you to do that. Just say, give me an email version. You want to put it on your blog? Give me a blog version. So it's a way to collect all your information, collect your thoughts, put it all together, keep it organized on you at all times, so you can always add stuff to it and then publish it however you want. Um, So that's a change kind of in in how content, you know, the research, how it's organized, and, and kind of how you author it too. It's a different authoring environment. Uh, and, and you see different things. So once you, once that information is created, it has to be distributed. And these are different ways that the information can be distributed. And that's probably not all-encompassing, but I mean, those are the big ones. If anybody has any additional ones to add, you know, let me know. But uh, those are the big things I see. So, and just some numbers to look at. Uh, this is a Pew report on the state of blogging. Basically, just saying, forty-four percent of bloggers have taken material they find online and remixed it into their own content. So, think about the power of that. Uh, you know, previously you might have put something out there. The only interaction your reader has with it is to read what you gave them. You know, that's all they get. Now, people are taking that content. You know, if they find it interesting, funny, whatever, they'll take it, remix it, make it their own. Incorporate some of what you did into it. Uh, beyond that, four out of five post text, but nearly as many display photos. So now you're starting to get into multimedia. You know, what do people include in their blog? Um, close to a third have posted audio files, and another 15% vlogged or posted video files to their blog. So. The big idea with that, to me, is to be able to write today. You need to be able to conceptualize networks, find and move materials, edit images, edit sounds, use Mooti or authorware program, compose prose. I mean, it's no longer just I can write this down and I'm done. You know, I don't have to touch it anymore. It is if you're a writer today and you're thinking about developing content, you better know how to edit audio. You better know how to better know how to do a podcast. Um, you know, can you, can you get video on your blog? Can you write for your blog? I mean, it's no longer just, I'm going to write this paragraph, throw it out there, I'm done. I don't have to think about it anymore. Um, it's all these other things are a part of it. Um, you know, I wonder at the, you know, how many writers are trained? You know, when you're trained as a writer, if you can write well, that's all you need to do, right? I mean, that's your job. But all of these other things now are evolving. You know, I really approach this from a from a writer and content developer developer standpoint because that's what I do and that's my background and it's it's no longer, you know, it's no longer necessarily what we were trained on as as being technical writers, you know, going back to my college days, you know. So, it's a combination of all these things that that are really making a difference now. So, anybody have any questions on that? So, I want to touch a little bit on on blogs and finding your blogging voice, um, the big point about blogs to me is that it really should be a a conversation. It's not um, it's not that you're just putting it out there and you're the authority on it. That's it, final line. Uh, you're really trying to get a conversation going, you know, get other people's opinions on it, and that's the big point of a blog. So a few tips, write with an informed personal style. You, know, you don't need to be really, really formal with the blog. What you need to be able to do is just convey the, convey the information you wanna convey, do it so that people understand that you want interaction and, and keep, it, keep it fairly informal and, and make it personal. Um, write about what you know, which is a, a great thing. Uh, it's much tougher to go out and find something to write about when you don't know anything about it. If you have a passion uh, you know something you you really really love it 's very easy to write about it and find ways to talk about it so and that 'll come through you know if if you really love something or are passionate about it, people will pick that up in your blog i mean they 'll get it they 'll make that connection with you and you 're likely to find people who feel the same way about it so uh, you know general when you don 't know something don 't be afraid to admit it um, and kinda of what I was getting at before, great bloggers see their posts as the first comment in a conversation. Really that's what it's all about is is opening up so that people interact with you. They post comments, you can have a back and forth, and really just you know, it opens up a whole new level of interaction with your audience. Yep. I have a question about Yes. I don't. I don't have hard numbers with me for how many people are actually using blogs. But I'd be curious to see, you know, business-wise, you know, how many people in this room, how many of your companies are actually using blogs internally or externally. I guess would be obviously the guild. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and I actually just um, started a blog for. I'm also president of the uh, Society for Technical Communication here in Madison, and and we just started a blog there. So um, that was my first jump into blogging, really. And starting, you know, uh, it's a good way to engage. You know, in in an organization like that, it's a good way to engage people who you can't always see in person and and get a conversation going. So Uh, one other thing, you know, one other thing I noticed about blogging, if you look at you know, go to a news site now, like uh, uh, Journal Sentinel, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. I, I go there for my Packer news, and you'll pick up on a theme that there's a lot of sports stuff I do with this. Um, but there are places now where you can go read that information, and, and the authors, uh, the journalists, are actually putting their articles out as a blog entry and opening up for comments at the end, which uh, you may not even realize it when you're reading it. It reads just like a regular article would, except now they've opened up, Another way of communication with the author. So, very interesting. Yeah. I have a question. Right. Right. Um, Will die down. It may some. Um, I'm kind of of the opinion that if you are doing it correctly and you establish a community who consistently comes to read good information that you're putting out. That uh people will keep coming back to get that information, you know the big the point you brought up people are hiring people to blog you know your readers aren't dumb they're gonna, they're going know that I mean if you can go out there and read it, you can pick up on that stuff. I think you know you, you can read when when a company is passionate and putting out honest information about themselves, you know i think I think the readers are are pretty smart in that they'll pick up on that. I mean you can look at uh, Things like, uh, I think they call it astroturfing, where uh, people will go out. You know, there's like viral videos people put online. Uh, the user community is pretty smart and will be able to pick up when the company actually went and did it and tried to make it viral rather than the ones that are actually viral and people just love and pass around. You know, the user community picks up on that stuff, and I don't think you can fool them that way. So as long as you're, as long as you're doing it the right way and you're passionate about it and, and posting good information and having you know that open interaction – uh, I think you can build your community and keep it together that way. So does that kind of answer your question? Sorta. Of. Am I rambling? <laughs> Did everybody hear me all right? Okay. So common common blogging pitfalls. One, kind of what you kind of what we're getting at. Your market may be saturated. It's possible that what you want to blog about there's already three thousand blogs about it. Do you really want to jump in that arena and do it? Uh, kind of your call. Uh, Subject matter may lend itself to expert status, and you just don't have it. Again, it goes back to kind of your passion and what you feel good about. It doesn't pay to write about something that you really don't know all that much about. Um, you may not have the time or desire to see the job through. That's a big thing. Blogs—you can't just put a blog up and let it sit there and never look at it again. You know, uh, blogs that only have one entry and then are never touched are also never read, and they're—you know—you're not going to get anywhere that way. Um, then again, you don't have to update them every day either. If you do it, you know, once or twice a week with good content that spurs discussion, you know, people come back. So you might get tired of sitting on your ass waiting for something to happen. Um, you know, it takes a while to build up a community who wants to read your stuff, and you might feel like you're posting good information and nobody's responding and you're not getting anywhere. But you know, the more the more good content you put up, the longer you stick with it, the more it gets spread around, and, and it takes a while to build that network of people who are aware of what you're doing. So, uh, you might be a poor writer. Uh, if you really suck, people will ignore you fast, and that's extremely true. Um, you know, people. <laughs> what I found in in putting stuff online is people can be writing snobs, right? If you make a bad spelling error, a bad grammar error, people pick up on that immediately. Your credibility shot right off the right off the bat. It doesn't matter what else you say or what other good content you provided. If it's written wrong and there's spelling errors all over it, it, it damages your credibility. Um, the amount of time it takes to promote yourself. Again, it takes a while to get the word out there and you know you got you to put the time in to do it. You let other people influence you too much. Uh, I'm not sure about that one. I mean, obviously in some ways you're going to be influenced by others, but I think the point here is you have to be able to state your opinion, state it strongly, stand by it with conviction. If that's really what you believe and what you're putting in your blog, you know people are going to challenge you when you post stuff up there. And if it's what you truly believe, you know you you better be able to back it up and provide reasoning for for why you put something on your blog. Um, you might just pick the wrong subject, quite possibly. You might actually be dumb enough to have comments turned off in your blog. Pretty harsh, but the whole point of a blog is to have comments, so if you turn them off, it kind of defeats the whole purpose. Uh, and you might give up too soon. Like I said, it takes a while to build a network, and it's not gonna happen overnight. You know, Just because you put a blog up doesn't mean the next day you're gonna have 1,000 users there who can't wait to comment on what you're talking about. It's gonna take a while. So, other bloggers, what other pitfalls have you run into? I know there's a couple people over here who said they were blogging. So, these are people who they're subject matter experts, but they're reluctant to blog, or they just don't have time, or I guess. They have time. Okay.
0: Uh, One guy in
1: particular is that? You know, one of the things, you know, writing writing skills wise, do they possess good writing skills? Is writing the obstacle, I guess, would be my question. I don't think so. Okay. I guess one of the things I would say is um, it's a blog and it's a different thing, but if what you're talking about, you definitely need an editorial calendar. Um, You need to lay out the topics you want to cover and find people who can speak authoritatively on those topics. If you give people an editorial calendar and say, you've got, you know, we don't need this for another three weeks, and then give them reminders as you get closer and closer, Uh, if you lay that out for them, people are generally. You know, pretty responsive to that. You know, kind of plan out what you're going to talk about next month, stuff like that. Um, Obviously, with blogging, you know, different people think about it different ways. Some people are really into it. Some people aren't. That could be an issue. Um, I don't have, you know, I don't have a big problem with finding a topic, a relevant topic, uh, having a phone conversation with them, and then writing it down and say, is this what you meant to say? Yes. Okay, we'll roll with that. Kind of takes, takes some of the burden off them, right, because they don't have to sit down and, and author this thing on their own. So, uh, you know, another option, have that same phone conversation, record it, put it on your blog as a podcast, right? Again, it takes out what, what for them. You know, I mean, there's no real-time commitment other than the phone call. I mean, they don't have to sit down and spend time writing something. You just recorded it. Plop it up, and you're ready to go. So, is that helpful? Okay. Any other questions? So, here's a few um, sites. I don't know how many are familiar with with some of these. I'm able to click on these, James? So, are y'all familiar with slash dot? Okay. Uh, A lot of information gets passed around Slashdot, uh, very large user base, uh, and some great conversation. So that's one to check out. I think they do a good job of covering um, uh, topics that people are passionate about, and they generate a lot of good conversation. Uh, One of my favorites, and again, to the sport themes, Bad Jocks, where cops meet sports center. So if you want to find out the latest NFL player to get arrested for DUI, this is the place you would go. Um, it's just one of my favorites. It's always good for a laugh for me. So so that was a few, and, and they're also in, uh, in the slides, and you can go take a look at those if you're ever bored and need to do it. So, uh, Next one I want to talk about is wikis. Uh, Wikis are the ultimate attempt at harnessing the collective intelligence. So there's you know, this whole mass of people out there who have something to say and something to add to certain topics. How do you get them all together and say, here's where you can dump everything that's in your head and you know, make it relevant so that you know, other people can, can know what you're thinking about, stuff like that. So uh, A few things on that. Avoid blogging's first-person approach. Wikis are a different animal. You don't want to come in there. It's it's more of, you know because it's collective. Uh, you can't say I because there might be 50 people contributing to this thing, so the information has to be more um, more third person. Uh, blend your edits into the tone and flow of the existing article. If you deviate too much from what's up there, style wise, people are going to pick up on that and it's going to be disjointed. So you know your writing style, you know. It might be different from somebody else's, but when you're talking about a wiki, uh, everything has to blend and go together. Do not include personal opinion or analysis. That's what blogs are for. Wikis are really only for just the facts. Put the information in, that's it. Um, and obviously present the facts and acknowledge controversies. You know, Even though it's a wiki, there's gonna be controversy surrounding certain topics. It's better that you put it in there and acknowledge that it exists than to ignore it and pretend it doesn't. So, um, Just a couple other tips on this. Keep all language neutral, write in a third person. Um, use headers. Um, keep privacy concerns in mind, especially when you're talking, like if you go visit Wikipedia, there's a lot of readers out there, and you don't want to be posting people's you know, private personal information in there uh, when they might not want that information out there. So there's a lot of information that people might not want public that you don't want to put in a wiki. Um, also, you can incorporate pictures, but if you do, just make sure that copyright information is you're okay with that. Wiki writing pitfalls, um, don't use it as a promotional vehicle. Generally, if you put any kind of sales or marketing language in a wiki, the editor will probably just go in and delete it. Uh, that's the other thing about wikis. Even though it's a collaborative collective intelligence thing, there are editors who go in there and make sure that people aren't putting sales stuff in and uh, people are adhering kind of to the rules of the wiki and what you should expect when you look at a wiki. So, uh, And along those lines, someone editing your writing doesn't mean that what you did was bad. Uh, it's a compliment because they were interested in what you had to say and wanted to make it better. So... Know, editors going all the time and, and edit your wiki entry that that's generally a good sign that they're okay with your information they just need to polish it a little bit um, A few wiki examples are we all familiar with um, Wikipedia Has everybody visited Wikipedia no yes just a wealth of information out there. Uh, there's what we have for an entry for Burby. You know, something we thought we'd try and see how it went over, and uh, that's what we came up with for that. So, you guys provided that? we provided that, yep. Yep. Right. Yes, as far as credibility goes, the idea of the collective intelligence and, and that being good, that's also your checks and balances, right? Because if you post something out there that is totally wrong and off the wall, somebody else out there knows that, is gonna look at it and say, this is not correct, this is how it should be. And again, the editors also are gonna have some control to say, yeah, that's not, that's not correct. And they will delete that post. So. Uh, it's important that it's accurate in what you're editing or, or what you're writing and putting in a wiki is accurate so and again we tried to keep this you know try to keep marketing and sales out of this and just state facts about the company so that was our attempt at that and then back to my sports theme the armchair GM which you know if you're not familiar with with different kinds of sports, you can go here and do a search. If you want to figure out how to throw a curveball? It's probably on here. Uh, you know, they have blogs of games. Um, who is the hottest NFL cheerleader? I guess that's something that would show up on this one. So, <laughs> I'll leave that for somebody else's presentation. Um, so. Next thing I want to talk a little bit about is podcasts. Um, I actually just completed my first podcast. Um, Again, I'm going to bang you over the head with sports, but I write for... um, Anybody do fantasy sports at all in here? A couple people. I write for a fantasy football website. And again, this is kind of the point I was getting to before when you're a writer. Uh, The audio, video, all that. Worlds are kind of colliding right now. So for that site, we... um, We downloaded Skype. Uh, We downloaded a recorder called Pamela that works with Skype. And on my laptop, I have Sony SoundForge for audio editing, but you can also get free ones like Audacity as a free audio editor. Um, So last week, we spent a couple nights during the week, had conversations about football, uh, recorded them with Skype. Uh, Talked a lot about like fantasy football strategy, players to watch, things like that. So we record all that. We get done recording it. I take it to Sound Forge, put some music with it, do an intro and outro, different kind of stuff. Uh, you know, time commitment minimal, cost non-existent. Skype is free, uh, Audacity is free. Uh, the recorder costs 20 bucks that we use with Skype. Uh, you know, minimal investment and you can be out podcasting, and uh, that's just one way to do it. There's so many different ways to do it. Uh, for instance, at at uh, at Burby, we use Cisco IP telephony. You can actually record meetings and phone calls, make that available as a podcast if you wanted to. Uh, we do a Monday morning training session uh, through Cisco Meeting Place. You get all of our branches together. There's you know 10 or 11 branches. We